What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Facade. I am your host, Gavin J. Gallagher, and on this podcast, I explore the mental and emotional game often playing out subconsciously in your mind and the mind of everyone else in the real estate or property investment market. The key to success in this game is to master your mindset, your behavior, to take control of your thoughts, your emotions, and most importantly, your ego. So here we are on episode 74, and last week I was speaking about the uh, retrofitting of existing buildings, and then I went into when you're choosing your correct uh, re- uh, real estate strategy, or should I say the most appropriate real estate strategy. This week I'm going to dig a little bit into the importance of just daily resilience, as I call it, and being committed to displaying kind of consistency in what you do. Now, before I get into that, I just need to give you some a little bit of uh, advisory on the potential disruption to the podcast over the next week or so. I'm in the process of, um, of migrating to a different platform. So you see, when I started this podcast, I was not sure how it was going to go. And so I went with this free to use platform called Anchor. And now Anchor has been very good. It's been easy and reliable to use. And um, so, you know, in a sense, I kind of thought, you know, why change it? But as I've spoken to a number of podcast experts and various different advisors out there that provide different services around podcasting, they've all said one thing. And then that is that I should have the podcast hosted on a platform called Libsyn. And now there's various technical reasons why I should do that, but I won't bore them with, bore you with those. But what I will say, one of the things is that the searchability and the ability to kind of find uh, information online about this podcast is, uh, you know, there's thousands and thousands of podcasts out there these days. And if my podcast is not kind of properly searchable, then there's a good chance that people won't come across the information and won't, you know, figure, you know, find it in the first place. And so I made the decision to migrate my podcast over from Anchor onto Libsyn. And um, I've pay, I'm, I'm, in, I'm actually paying some guys to do this for me because it is kind of a complicated process. But they told me there would be zero disruption and uh, that you guys, the listener, just would not even notice that this was something that was happening. But then, as is always the case with this situation, uh, during the week, I got a message from one of you guys and it was that you know they can't find the podcast on spotify it's no longer available and this was the first time i realized that oh dear you know there is actually some sort of potential disruption with this process and so first of all my apologies to anyone who has been impacted by this uh, migration i can assure you i am still posting weekly and you know the podcast is still going out at exactly the same time every single Monday morning. But I don't know if this switch over is going to maintain those exact timings. And so there's just a small possibility that the podcast will be either delayed or may disappear for a day or two. And if that does happen, I've been told it'll all come back and everything will be back to normal. But just in case you guys think that you know the podcast has stopped or something like that, that is not the case. I will be continuing to upload regularly. I've actually put some messages to this effect out on my social media in the last few days. But I just wanted to make sure you guys realize, you know, I'm here for the long haul. This podcast will continue going out there. 
every week consistently and uh, uh, note the word consistency there because that's going to form some of the content for today. But I have to say I'm a little bit annoyed at these guys that because they, they told me that there was going to be no disruption, that it would literally just be a click of a switch and that's it, you're now on this new platform. And they never highlighted this potential issue. So look, if you do have an issue, please let me know via social media as soon as you've identified it or just connect with me on the Facebook group. If you're not already in the Facebook group, that is Behind the Facade Community. Uh, or indeed, you can just email me. My email is gavin at behindthefacade.fm if you want to do that. So anyway, thought we'll get into the main topic for the day. All right, today I want to discuss what I call daily resilience and just being committed to consistency. And I think it's super important for building anything that's kind of long term and anything that's kind of, we'll say, complicated and it's going to take you know, many years for you to pull it off. And, and what I kind of say in, in, in the case of, say, building wealth or creating like a, you know, professional property investment career or building a kind of a, a fairly substantial property uh, portfolio is it is something that is going to be done over many years. It's not something that you're going to be able to do in a short period of time for various reasons I've gone over in the past. Now, in the past, I've done episodes on the importance of resilience so that you can weather the, the various storms and challenges that you're going to encounter throughout your career in property investment. And, you know, as you know, I've gone through some pretty big ones myself. I went through the 2008 global financial crash and it left me in a really, really difficult situation. And that went on for quite a few years. And so it was only when I went through that I realized you know how important resilience is and just the fact that you can just you can be facing into like you know a year even a year is a long time to have to face into kind of challenges and stuff but try a couple of years and um, anyway that I've talked about that in the past but lately what I have been dealing with is a much more mundane kind of a challenge and it's simply by just being overly busy with work and um, Basically, as I said last week, I think it was, or the week before possibly, it was that I'm just simply, I've overcommitted in the last while. And just to give you kind of an idea of what I'm kind of going through at the moment. So I've got, um, you know, I'm running East Point and East Point has, is at the, in the process of people coming, returning to work. So we've spent about 18 months with, you know, big, big office, you know, uh, occupiers basically having all of their staff working from home or maybe you know a handful like we'll call them a skeleton crew have been working in the building so the park has been pretty empty for a long time now with the exception of one or two occupiers that have you know kind of a quite a few staff in but most of the place has been pretty much empty for a year a year and a half and suddenly there's the government announcement that you know people are returning to work and on top of that, there's there's announcements that, you know, the, the, the end of restrictions are coming and all this. And it is starting to um, shift the dynamic in the business park itself. And we're starting to see it getting an awful lot busier. Um, the team that I work with are starting to become an awful lot more engaged. And there are, you know, various requests where, you know, for example, there's an awful lot of people that have been hired during the um, during the lockdown. And so there's one occupier that I'm quite friendly with and, and I deal with quite a lot. And they've hired 30 or 40 people during 
lockdown. And so there's 30 or 40 people actually returning to the business park for the very first time to, to, you know, to start working in this office. And so they need parking permits and all of this kind of stuff. So we've been very busy with that. In addition to that, we're, you know, that we're, that we're in the process of building 54 houses in, in Shank Hill, which is a time consuming. And then we're also in the process of, uh, of a, of a transaction with inside the, the, the property business and on the commercial side. And that is a big transaction that is taking a lot of kind of time and effort. On top of that, I've got my mastermind that I launched, which is, um, you know, it has been time consuming and because it, it's kind of figuring that I'm figuring that out as I go. And then I've, you know, I've been busy with, you know, various speaking gigs and putting out this podcast every week and, some of you may know I'm involved in Toastmasters and I've got a kind of a, a role in there. So when you add all of this stuff up, it's just it's just become kind of overwhelming. And in the past, whenever I got into this situation where I kind of overcommitted and I was feeling a little bit overwhelmed, what I would just do is, you know, sit down at the kitchen table and then write out a list of everything that I'm working on. And then I would just simply say, OK, what are the ones that I'm going to dump? Because... I, you know, I can't do it all. And so there, there's got to be some stuff that I'm just going to basically say, no, nah, this one can wait. And um, I'm just going to drop doing that now for the next while. So I started to analyze all of this stuff in recent weeks. And it's it suddenly occurs to me that, whoa, this is actually more difficult because the stuff that I have committed to, it all seems very important to me at the moment. And so I've had to drop one or two things that, I mean, I, I was putting out a lot of... Um, YouTube videos for for a few weeks and then I realized that just I just do not have the time for that at the moment so that's kind of on hold um, you can go and check out my channel if you want Gavin J Gallagher but I haven't put out any videos in that for a couple of weeks now or months at this stage and that is disappointing to me because it's something that I really wanted to put out but this is one of the things that kind of gets affected by when you just overcommit. and I realize now I think to myself maybe I should have dropped the Toastmasters thing instead of the YouTube thing. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. What I've noticed, though, is that my focus on my health and fitness has really began to suffer. And, um, you know, as you know, I, I put a lot of sort of a time into that kind of stuff. And what I found is just I'm, I've been working late because of all this extra work. I've been getting up, kind of feeling a bit tired in the morning. So I'm just less inclined to exercise or when I do exercise it's not as intensely as before now you just have to go back 12 months and I did 10,000 burpees in the th in 30 days during August of last year and then I did a thousand burpees on on the day of my birthday and that was basically um, a two, you know one hour 52 minutes to do a thousand burpees so I was in absolute tip-top condition I was really really feeling fit and I was healthy and I was in the training for the uh, for the Ironman event in Cork and um, at the moment now this year one year on no chance that I could do any of those events at the moment I'm just I'm, I'm just out of shape because all of this other stuff has kind of crept in and has interrupted my my kind of commitment to my fitness and this really bothers me because those of you who've heard my story in the past have kind of shared that my dad died at the age of 45. His health um, was, he, he didn't look after his health. And so, you know, my health and fitness is 
real focus of mine. And especially I noticed that after the global financial crash of 2008. And believe me, after the stress of that, like that went on for about five years for me. And there is no better way to deal with stress and strain and stuff than exercise. But I can tell you from my own experience, the mind really can play tricks on you. And it can kind of tell you that stress, that you know, the stress you're feeling will be relieved by consumption. And uh, what that can be is consumption of crappy food, or you know, whether that's takeaway or pizza or you know, sugary snacks and and all this kind of junk food, or it could be consumption of just you know content like you could sit sit in and just watch Netflix all night or something like that and then obviously there's the other stuff like you know alcohol drugs cigarettes all that kind of stuff now that those ones aren't a particular problem for me I've always been pretty clean in that regard but my diet has suffered and I'm just curious do you guys can you relate to this at all when whenever you get stressed do you find that you just you know that you should be eating something different but you just throw you know you kind of think ah, to hell with it. What the hell am I, you know, holding myself so clean for? And uh, anyway, if you have any suggestions on how to overcome it, I'm all ears. So I've decided to deal with that. Um, uh, so how have I decided to deal with that? Well, the first thing you got to remember is that uh, this this feeling, I want to remember this feeling for the future. So when I'm asked to sign up for something, in the future that I, I'm just gonna, my automatic answer is gonna have to stop becoming, uh, is, is gonna have to shift from being a yes automatically to no and let me think about it. And I've heard somebody talking about the, the saying, hell yeah, if when you're asked to do something by somebody, your answer, you should think about it for a moment and think to yourself, you know, is this a hell yeah? Uh, you know, I mean, if you're really excited by it and if you're really enthusiastic by it, and so the answer is kind of, hell yeah, I'd love to do that, then go ahead and say yeah. But if it's something that you're kind of thinking, yeah, I suppose I could do that, that's a no. You have to just figure out that it doesn't work when it involves that kind of a, you know, on the sitting on the on the fence kind of an answer. If you're not answering immediately, hell yeah, then that's it. It's a no. And, uh, and so that's something that I'm just going to be committing to myself uh, because I just, it is not, it just, just does not feel good to be this busy at the moment. And, and I just kind of realized that um, I sort of took them on, took on these things, I suppose, just so as not to offend somebody. And you kind of say, oh yeah, sure, I'll do that. And then the reality is when, when it all needs to be done, you suddenly realize, God, you know, I'm really putting a huge amount of work in and it's, and it's kind of late evenings and stuff. So it's all fine anyway to say, you know, to say that in theory, but how am I actually dealing with all of this? And I thought what I, I just thought I would go into some of that um, to kind of give you guys just an idea. Uh, what I found in the past is that just taking the time to reflect on the stuff like this uh, first thing in the morning is really, really valuable. And as you guys know, I am quite an early bird. I typically wake up at 5 a.m. And I'll, and I'll actually do that seven days a week. And normally what I would do is head down to the kitchen. I get into my sports gear, head down to the kitchen, make myself a tea or a coffee or whatever it is. And then I'll take out my journal and I'll, and I'll go and reflect on this kind of stuff first. And I'll usually do that for kind of half an hour, 45 minutes, whatever it is. 
and then I'll get into my exercise. And, uh, and so what do I get into in my journal? What do, what do I actually write? And usually it's, this is the kind of thing I'm, ta- I'm writing about. It's, it's like, how are things going at the moment? Like, what, uh, what does my day look like at the moment? Am I on top of things? Am I feeling good? Am I ticking the boxes of my kind of to-do list? Um, or is it not going so well? And if it's not going so well, why is that? Like, am I getting shit done is the first thing I look for. Then I look for things like, you know, do I have lots of energy in what I am doing or do am I lacking energy? All of this is kind of a clue as to whether or not things are going well. And ultimately what I want to know, and this is what I'm kind of analyzing first thing in the morning is, am I getting closer to the big kind of goals that I have set myself? Uh, or am I getting further away from them? And from the work that I've done in the past, I know what those long-term goals are. So for example, I have what I like to call my BPV, and that's my big picture vision. And what I've done in the past is just sit down and kind of visualize what the future is going to look like so many years from now. And I'll, I'll sit down sometimes and I'll just kind of like imagine like, you know, get creative and just think to yourself, okay, you know, a decade from now or even longer from now. But what I can remember in the past writing down, you know, when my kids were very young, kind of three and four, I'd be writing down, you know, uh, the, the kids are going to be 23 and 24 and they're going to, you know, and so it's 20 years from now and visualizing how life would look like at that stage. And it's, it's, you know, it might seem like it's a bit kind of random to go and do that, but actually I found that it helps you to kind of build a vision for what your future is looking like. And it gives you a little bit of a kind of mission and purpose behind what you're trying to achieve. And you've got to kind of think about from, from like the stuff that I look at, it's what it's, it's what's important to me is, you know, first of all, my health, will I be as healthy um, in the future as of course there's the uncertainty uh, you know people can get sick for various reasons and stuff but what I don't want is that I have just getting kind of uh, unwell purely because lack of exercise or from a poor diet or something like that so health related stuff is important wealth is obviously important like I want to make sure that I've built um, my investments up I've you know created wealth I'm able to support my family I'm able to support my kids, all of that kind of stuff. And then from a professional and a prof- and a personal life standpoint, what does that look like? I mean, what does my personal life look like? What does my professional life look like? What's my career look like? What am I doing with my time? Who am I hanging out with? Where am I living? All of that kind of stuff forms part of the kind of the big picture vision. And, uh, and into those various categories, you create the kind of items that are important to you. And then what you do is you kind of think to yourself, okay, so that's what success looks like at a point in the future. And then you kind of come back from that and you say to yourself, okay, for me to have a future that looks like that, say in the area of fitness, what does, you know, what does my daily life look like today? I mean, if I want to look, if I want to be that fit in 20 years time, then what do I need to do consistently today and, and in this, you know, it, at this time? Because, you know, it's like that old metaphor in the, you know, the gymnasium. People that go to the gym, 
you know, one day a week and they do kind of a big three hour workout, those people are not going to be as fit as the people who come in consistently six days a week and do an intense 30 minutes. It's just the way it is. So you've got to build habits and get kind of consistent around all of the different things that you want to do. And so whether it's health, fitness, money, um, all of that, you know, career, hard work, whatever it is, all of that stuff, you have to kind of create daily habits that you're consistently doing. And if you create the daily habits around the categories that you see as important for your life, I mean, there's, there's plenty of stuff that certain people will be interested in that I may not be interested in and vice versa. So you've got to pick the stuff that's important to you. But you do realize that consistency in that area is critical if you're going to ultimately become kind of an expert or a specialist in that area. So whatever it might be, you just need to put in the time and do it consistently over over many, many years. And then what I do in the morning is I ask myself, okay, yesterday or last week or whatever, was I getting closer to or further away from those goals? And if I spend too many days in a row answering the, you know, no, I'm getting further away, then there's definitely something wrong and I've got to go and, you know, interrupt that pattern and try to figure out why, like what's gone wrong, what has changed in the recent past. Um, Am I doing something differently today than I was doing, you know, when everything was working out? Uh, when everything was going the way it should be going in my mind, like what was I doing differently and what's changed? And what I found actually in my own case, what's changed recently is obviously I've taken on all this kind of additional work, but also I'm I'm dropping my daughter to school in the mornings. And so I have to go get out a little bit earlier and jump in the car and bring her into school and stuff. And so it's interrupted my pattern for my exercise in the morning and stuff. And uh, so I obviously have to make an adjustment in that area. And so this is where daily resilience and the consistency that I've been talking about comes in. Because I find that being super consistent doing this stuff really does get me closer to, you know, the critical areas that are important to me. And it's very easy to um, just kind of allow life to get in the way and for you to drop these things. And I find that um, just staying you know staying consistent is super important there's a there's a basic area where you can kind of sabotage yourself and it's not like you intend to sabotage yourself but you can just kind of feel like the stress what you're going through at the moment it's all a bit much and therefore what the hell am i doing all this work for or you know why the hell am i putting so much effort into this particular thing or, or whatever it might be and the reality is that might be one of those important things that is that you're trying to build for the future. But right now, today, it doesn't seem that important in the um, in the scheme of things with the stress that you're going through or whatever it is. And most of us know what we should be doing at any time. Um, we know, you know, generally speaking, you know when you're being lazy or when you are slacking off or when you're just you know, not doing what you should be doing. And so you got to kind of like interrupt yourself for a moment and just sort of say, why am I doing it? Like, you know, what is, what is happening to me that is causing me to slack off like this or to ignore what I know to be, you know, the reality that I should be spending more time doing this or whatever it is. And a lot of the time it just comes down to poor resilience and just a lack of commitment on your behalf. 
and I'm not saying that you know that this is this is not coming from somebody who's like preaching up on high. I am currently going through this right now, and I'm recognizing it. And I'm kind of thinking to myself, look, if I'm going through it, maybe you guys have experienced this as well in the past. And you've got to just accept. And this is what I've, uh, you know, I reflected this morning in my journal. I was basically writing down that, you know, getting up in the morning, you don't always wake up full of energy. It's not always going to feel easy or good when you get up in the morning and you've got to go out and do a run or whatever it is. And you're not always going to come home feeling, you know, relaxed or feeling like in the mood for, you know, to be social or whatever it might be. These are the moments when you've got to really dig deep and and find that consistency because it's really easy to give up on yourself in those moments when you're feeling those kind of emotions or when you're feeling kind of stressed and you just think, oh, to hell with it, you know, why bother? That's where consistency is super key. Like the top champions out there in, in the world or the most successful people in the world, you know, they don't feel good either. They are not out there. They don't, they're not different to us where they feel like, you know, they don't feel this weakness at all. And we feel the weakness, but they don't. They feel it just the same. But the difference is, is that they, they get up and they do what is necessary. So um, anyway, look, I don't know, do you guys, can you guys relate to this? Is this something or am I kind of, am I feeling this uniquely by myself here? I think it's probably something that a lot of you have experienced in the past. And uh, like, for example, do you ever plan to read something or prepare, you know, a certain amount of work or whatever it is, and you're just feeling a bit wrecked because you've had a long day or you've been super busy and you just think, oh, well, you know. I'm going to take this day off or I'm going to take this evening off or this is going to be my cheat meal and or this is going to be my day off from the workout or whatever it is. And it's just those little, you know, when you kind of give in here and there, it kind of, it can accumulate similar to the way, um, you know, compound interest in, in your bank account. Compound interest works slowly over time. And if you, you know, give in, slowly over time if you don't do the work consistently then you don't get the impact you don't don't get the compounding benefit and so one of the ways that i have found that i can just find that little bit of extra motivation when i'm feeling kind of a bit run down or whatever is i try to imagine what my sort of life will look like say in three or five years time or something if i continue being lazy or if i continue to sort of slack off in this area and i think to myself you know what you know what does what does my life look like if i just continue to just kind of slack off and 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 don't do the work like this and and then i think to myself okay and i visualize you know the most negative possible result and whether that's you know, that I can't afford anything or whether that's that I'm feeling massively overweight or that I can't, you know, chase after my kids because I'm too out of shape or whatever it is. All of that stuff I, I try to visualize so that I can kind of put see what laziness and slacking off equals over time. And then I think to myself, OK, what's the opposite of that? And I and I try to visualize, you know, real success where I feel great, full of energy, plenty of money in the bank, 
you know, achieving all the things that I want to achieve, whatever that might be, personal, you know, professional, financial, whatever it might be, visualize all those different things. And when you do that exercise, that vision, you know, that kind of mental exercise of the negative and the positive, have a look at how it impacts your motivation and see if your motivation changes. It has worked for me um, a lot in the past. And, and I usually, you know, just imagine, it's not always myself that I imagine in the visualization. I sometimes think about, you know, what would my, for example, what would my children think if this is that what they saw in their father or something like that. And this can be a a good way to just kind of make you realize that, you know what, I'm, I'm slacking off, I'm lacking this bit of energy right now, but now I've just found the motivation to kind of dig deep and, and really go for it. And you just want to make sure that you're showing up every day. That is the, the consistency. And that is where I, I talk about, you know, when I'm talking about resilience, it's not always resilience for the big, massive, difficult problems that you're going to face after some huge recession. I'm talking about everyday life getting in the way, talking about, you know, too many projects, too many things going on in your life. All of this kind of stuff can just get in the way and can just make you feel like, God, you know, I really, I'm, I'm really stressed out at the moment. I think I'm going to ease off and I'm not going to do that tonight or whatever it is. And just those are the times when you actually got to dig deep and say, you know what? No, sorry, I'm, I am fully committed to this. And even though it doesn't feel great, I'm going to go out, I'm going to do something rather than do nothing. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Behind the Facade. Thank you so much for listening. As always, my number one ask is for you to leave a review or indeed share the episode out with someone else you think would benefit from it. I'm not going to be putting anything in the show notes today because there's nothing basically to uh, to look up. But I do have my mastermind now live and it's active out there. And if you would like to check out that, you can just type in ElitePropertyAccelerator.com. And when you what pops up there, you can just have a look at some of the information on the mastermind if you happen to be curious. If you have any other questions or topics you would like me to cover in future episodes, please do connect with me in the uh, Facebook group that's called Behind the Facade Community. Alternatively, as always, you can find me on social media. My handle is Gavin J. Gallagher, and that includes the YouTube channel that I'm not currently posting to, but I am definitely going to be going back to that as soon as possible. And lastly, you can stay up to date with the various things that I'm working on just by adding your name to my email list over at gavinjgallagher.com. And once again, guys, just if there is any disruption to the podcast, it is just temporary while this uh, migration over to the new platform takes place. And so hopefully it's not going to be a thing. But if it is, please stay tuned and I will see you guys next week. Mm -hmm.